Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Good morning. Good morning. I'm pretend. I'm trying to get in the mindset that it's not 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. It's been a really long time. That was totally my fault, though, because I came over here with a bunch of stuff that needed to get done, and I was like, <laughs> all right, you're going to help me with everything I've been procrastinating on. And shows up and goes... Um, do you have a box cutter? Also, do you have a Sharpie? And also, do you have packing tape? And also, also, do you have a glue gun? Never mind. It's all in my car. <laughs> I found also, all of it. Also, I'm taking all the keys off your coat <laughs> hanger so that I can present. Okay, Christine is a very good friend. Um, by the way, uh, we this hasn't happened yet, but in the future, when you're hearing this, it will be Friendsmas or That's the day right. after Friendsmas. And so Christine or and I... Friends Boxing... Bo- Froxing Day, if oh, you will. My. Christine and I... Uh, currently don't know what we got each other but when you're listening to this we've already know what's happened and i'm going to tell you i i already probably love whatever you got me it was a wild ride and also um so we're either doing a recording or a video of us opening our gifts i think i think for so. patreon peeps poor allison blaze and alexander are just gonna have to sit there and watch us do it <laughs> they're gonna be like and we're like everyone be quiet it's friends miss em open the gift again and pretend you're surprised <laughs> but i will say that there was quite a hiccup with your gift that everybody knows except you and it was honestly hilarious and horrifying and i hope that it's rectified by saturday so we'll see i have no idea what's going on you'll find i'm just gonna smile and nod that's a good time but really uh christine is the ultimate friend because i came over today and i'm was putting on literally it was just one finishing touch for allison's christmas gift and it took what three hours (laughs) (laughs) we were like weaving christmas lights and it was a, it was an experience it was an experience but so christine didn't complain at all she just took it like a champ and well, i was it's like great and it looks awesome and i'm very proud of you and your gift giving abilities oh well thank you um why do you drink this week is that why um no why do i drink i had a good reason i i really did have a good reason i thought i remember being like this is what i'm gonna say on <laughs> whoops well i have a good reason why listen Blaze was like, hey, I'm going to do this nice thing for Christine because I had a really rough note session this week at work. And he was like, I'm going to do this nice thing and I'm going to build Christine a dresser. And it took, it was like five hours later, the dresser is still like being situated. And I'm like, why don't I help? And so I'm like, I'm going to see what's on the other side of this wood to make sure that you're doing this right. Mm -hmm. And instead I got my entire head jammed inside of the dresser drawer Mm -hmm. and it got stuck in places like Christine, take your head out. And I'm like, I don't think you understand that I can't take my head out. How did it get in there if it couldn't get out? That's what he said. But I was like, you know, when he, Georgia brought this up on my fair murder today and I was like, thank you. Someone understands when you're a kid and you put your head through the banisters and it gets uh-huh. stuck. Yeah. It was like that, but sideways. And also I was in my underwear. So <laughs> it was worse. I got a text from you today saying that uh, I woke up to a text from Christine saying, I got my head stuck in a dresser for five minutes today. It was and it happened minutes. right after my hand got stuck behind a fridge. So <laughs> I felt like we were closer than ever. I mean, I told him this, but I blame Mercury. It's fine. So Blaze was like, Christine, come on, stop. And I'm like, get Alexander. Because he did, wasn't believing me. And he's like, you're in your underwear. And I was like, don't get Alexander. And then he had to unscrew it, the, the, the wood, to like 
pry me out of the dresser and I still have like cuts behind my ears. Oh like, my God. I was jammed in there and I was Jesus. like crying but also laughing. <laughs> in your underwear. <laughs> in my underwear. And I also had had like basically a bottle of wine. So of I thought I was being really helpful in a cool place <laughs> to unscrew the dresser to pull me out. It was like a firefighter coming to like take me out. He still has a chance to leave. I don't know why it just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know why it just doesn't do it. <laughs> Listen, I don't either. Actually, you know what? I lied. I do know why I'm drinking. And it's because Christmas is around the corner. And is this an ad? No. Christmas is around the corner. Right around the corner. Um, and so I've been really stressed about getting people's Christmas gifts. Like, mm. I, you're the only person that was easy to shop for. <laughs> to a point where I literally got your presents last minute because I was like, I don't even have to worry. <laughs> like, I'll just walk into a store and see a million things. But with everyone else, I've been freaking out for several weeks. Like, my own mom included. Aww. It's hard to buy par- for parents, I feel like. Especially when your parents can just buy whatever they want. That's the issue. It's like, what do you want? Oh, nothing. I already have everything I want. And then they're like, something really personal and homemade and heartfelt. My mom is the opposite, though. She's like, I want something really personal. And then I do it. And then she's like, eh, thanks. Yeah, you're like, here, I made a bucket costume for you with yeah. Wayne Brady's And then she, you know what she did? She left it in California. <laughs> And she was like, you can reuse it. And I was like, I won't. She literally was like, someone will want this. And you were like, who exactly. the fuck would want this? <laughs> she was like, it's fine. It's only a little bent. And I was like, oh, great. I only sat in it in the sun for four hours. Speaking of which, everyone is asking about oh, no. Linda and the price is right. Right. And she, I texted her and I was like, people are freaking out. What's everyone watched it? What's the deal? I know and so many people DVR'd it. I wonder if people at the price is right or at let's make a deal. I was saying the price is right in my bed. But I wonder if people at Let's Make a Deal were like, why did our numbers just skyrocket for this episode? It's because all of our <laughs> listeners. It's weird that the crossover between uh, between <laughs> Investigation Discovery like, right. <laughs> it's like snapped. <laughs> Took a sharp left turn into the game channel. It's like snapped and game channel suddenly just like collided. But uh, apparently they, I don't know if she got an email or what, but she's also been waiting to see the show. Right. And they told her that they ended up pushing the date back and she doesn't know the date yet but when she uh, knows the date she will tell me and i told her to put it in the facebook too so everyone will see sorry guys it's but everyone did a good job everyone was right on the date december 8th was correct yeah and, we just like forgot and then <laughs> or I, I forgot did. too because christine texted me and was like so your mom apparently wasn't on the show today and i was like what the fuck are you talking about everyone was messaging me and i was like dude i don't know i was there and i don't know yep well, but, obviously, I'm a good kid because I didn't even try to watch the episode. <laughs> we were over it because we were there. We didn't need we to see it again. But we will say we promise it actually happened and it was real and it's hopefully coming. Hopefully, when you do get to see it, remember that what you're seeing on screen, know that we were in the audience rolling our eyes being like, oh, shit. You can probably see us in the background just being like, God damn it. Look really hard. We're all the way in the back and we're laughing hysterically or cowering. I smacked him so hard. I was like, Linda. <laughs> You did look at me and you're like, we're going to remember this moment forever. Forever. And it will probably be on TV. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, I want to add that uh, our awesome moderator, who we've brought, a, brought up a couple times, Jessica, um, she we're adding a couple more mods to the group because it's growing so fast. That's the secret ATWWD podcast group. If you're not in it, go join. But so Jessica has been dealing with all sorts of just like left and right issues and helping us out tremendously. So... Um, a couple members of the group wanted to, a couple listeners wanted to do something special for her. So somebody organized a GoFundMe to get Jessica to CrimeCon. Oh, by Aww. the way, we're going to CrimeCon. We, uh, have, we haven't told you that yet, have we? Uh, well, we did. Oh, we have in the uh, in the Facebook Live videos. Yeah. So not everyone knows. No. But yes, we're going to CrimeCon in Nashville in May. Oh my God, we're so excited. Get your tickets in a couple weeks because January yet. 1st is the... Yeah, we get a promo code for you guys, a special promo code. So wait for that so you get a discount. And that also helps us get there. Mm-hmm. It like contributes to our um, our trip there. But yeah, so we are going to give you a promo code. But Jessica was saying, you know, I wish I could go, but I don't think I have the funds for it. So somebody created a GoFundMe to help get Jessica to CrimeCon, which is so sweet. And we so want to meet her. So we're putting it out there. Everyone go help Jessica. It's on the Facebook group. That's all I have. Gio's having a good time at daycare. That's why I drink, too. Oh, apparently he's made friends. He did. They sent me photos today, and I almost cried at work. Mm. And they said they had to bring out the dog, Kilo, who, like, helps with anxious dogs. But they said that Gio's making great strides. 
Oh, baby. And he's a little anxious, but he follows Kilo around and they gave me a report card and then I got home and was so proud and I put it on the table to show Blaze and then a few minutes later I got uh, went back downstairs and I found Gio in the backyard and he had ripped the report card to shreds. So, <laughs> so he's clearly making strides, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Well, good. I, I don't have anything to report. I'm just, I got the two new roommates. Um, right. My job is the same. Great. I'm training. I'm training a new guy because I lost RJ, so I lost my roommate and my coworker. So I'm now living with a new person and training someone else. We miss RJ. The job. We miss RJ. Well, anyway, that's why I drink because I miss RJ. I miss RJ too. Did you ever meet him? Yeah, one time. Duh. <laughs> right. How could I forget? <laughs> a year time. ago. <laughs> a year ago, before we were really friends, we saw Elf together. We did. It was a special day. All right. All right. Let's crack into it. <gasps> I'm trying to make that a real thing again. Are you really? No. I can, I can make that a thing. I mean, people were into it, and then it just kind of died out. I intentionally made it die out because I didn't want to be known for that. Oh. What do you want to be known for? Sassy? The clown? I mean, you're, Fuck you. you're creating all these things for yourself. I am. I'm my own worst nightmare. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, so this is a story that was recommended to me by a guy named Cody. Cody, what a cool name. Oh, or by a person named Cody. <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. Great. Um, this is in New Mexico, and it's called the St. James Hotel. Oh, going for your wine, are you? There's the big bottle. Um, brought me wine today. <laughs> today, Christine texted me. I was like, so I forgot wine. Can you bring me wine? <laughs> and so I got her the big kahuna. That's like two wine bottles put together. It's one of the big. It's like if a wine bottle were in like a two liter soda bottle. Yeah, it's one of the big ones that they put on the bottom so that they don't fall off and break. <laughs> it's like one that you uh, that you bring to a giant party, but Christine's going to drink it all by herself. <laughs> giant party indeed. You would make a good pirate pouring, pulling a corks out of bottles with your teeth. Thank you. My parents always yelling, yell at me for using my teeth to open things, but... Look, well, look at look, well, look who's laughing you. now. <laughs> definitely me because I've been drinking you. too much wine. Let's go on with the St. Jo- St. James Hotel. St. Okay. Jonathan. What's it? St. James. Sure. Okay. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> um, okay, so the story begins, well, the prequel begins in 1862, because you know I love a good prequel. We love a good prequel. So Ulysses S. Grant. Oh, great. Um, told President Lincoln, you know, they're just hanging out. Oh, sure. As they do. And he told President Lincoln to hire a guy named Henry as his personal chef. <laughs> Can you see where I'm going with this? Oh, my God. Very spooky stuff. It sounds like a HelloFresh commercial. Hey, <laughs> have I got something for you? Have I got something for you? So Ulysses S. Grant and President Lincoln talk about this guy named Henry. Henry. Henry becomes Lincoln's personal chef. 
per request of Ulysses S. Grant. That's pretty dope. So that was in 1862. Mm-hmm. Three years later, Henry is still Lincoln's chef, and then Lincoln gets assassinated. Oh, Whoops, shit. he lost his job. So Henry now has nothing to do, so he makes his way across to the West in search for gold. Because it's <laughs> just like, I have nothing to do. like the gold do. rush. He didn't make enough money to like, well, I don't know. I He must have, yeah. I think Lincoln's chef would like. I feel like in 2017, if you're the president's chef, like you never have to work again. But in 1865, or something. Yeah. (laughs) No, maybe not. But in 1865, you like probably also had two other jobs. Oh yeah, you were like living in the servants' quarters. Exactly. Okay. So, so uh, anyway, Henry went on his quest for gold, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when he got there, he was like, "All right, I'm not making enough gold." Where? Out west. To gold. Well, he got to New Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, and he decided, okay, well, the gold out here is not what I expected. <laughs> so, it doesn't live up to my high expectations. As the as the president chef, I expected more out of the gold here. That's fair. So he was like, how about I just pick up cooking again? And so he started cooking for the miners in town. Oh. And it was a town called Elizabethtown in New Mexico, but the nickname was E-Town. Oh, that's pretty, pretty, uh pretty radical <laughs> life-changing some might say e-town so anyway in e-town where he's cooking up for the miners um a land baron named lucian stop it walked through and tasted his food just you know just walked wait through. what do you mean what <laughs> like just like moseyed into new mexico i don't think you know how many questions i have but I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna be quiet so he uh anyway lucian shows up <laughs> just pops on over i need you to explain Say every time a land baron named Lucian. <laughs> okay. So to clarify. A, a land baron named Lucian just kind of stopped by. Sure, sure. Um, tasted Henry's food and was so impressed that he offered Henry a job cooking for him in a nearby town called Cimarron. Is that a real town? S- New Mexico. S town is what I'm going to call it. Well, it starts with a C. Oh, C town. <laughs> it looks like cinnamon almost. Oh. Can you imagine if I just went with the rest of the story and just called it fucking Cinnamon Town? <laughs> God, people would kill me. I mean, it's not far off from what we actually probably do. And don't I mean, Dr. Carrot obviously lives in Cinnamon Dr. Town. Dr. Carrot. So anyway, so in 1872, he's now working in Cinnamon Town. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Henry, I hate so, myself. Hold on. Henry is working in Cinnamon Town, right? Yeah. And he's cooking under Lucian, so the how, land baron. Land baron named Lucian. So how, like, I don't understand. This guy's just like wandering through and is like, Wow. He's kind of like how I turn into a clown and then a ghost hunter and then have a podcast, but also work in props. Like, it just he, happens. Like, things just take sharp left turns gotcha. always. So someone just walks through. He was, like, not even... He just, like, became the president chef. Like, and then did, he just went to the West, and then he didn't find gold during the gold rush. He did, but he just wasn't... Like, he, he was disappointed right? in it. <laughs> but so how did Ulysses S. Grant even find him to be like, hey, President Lincoln? See, that's the prequel to the prequel, and I did not get that Got far. Got you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so anyway, Henry's cooking for the land baron named Lucian. Right, right. In 1872 and becomes so successful that he begins building his own saloon mm. down the street. Nice. In Cinnamon Town. A lot of things this in that sentence were so wrong. Sounds like a board game. It does. Like Candyland. It's like Candyland, the spinoff. Oops, right. but, it's like the knockoff Candyland. <laughs> but the better Cinnamon version. Town. Um, Let's make that. Seriously. Tra- trademark. Trademark. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Copyright. So, <laughs> whatever symbol needs to be after cinnamon time. R with a circle. What does that mean? I don't know. <sighs> Let's try this again. So anyway. Oh, am I distracting? <laughs> Henry's cooking. Uh, just cooking away. Mm-hmm. And he begins building... His, nas- his last name is Lambert. Henry Lambert. He makes oh. Lambert's Saloon and Billiard Hall. Sounds like a fun time. So Lambert's Saloon becomes wildly popular, catering to cowboys, miners, frontiersmen, traders, everyone that existed in the Wild West. Oh, sure. Um, The saloon was doing so well that he also added 30 guest rooms, and it turned into the St. James Hotel. Cool. Wait, wait, wait. Who's James? A saint. The fuck? He's just like, I liked his name. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't become Lambert's Hotel. You'd think so. I feel like if I were, like, rich enough to make a business after myself, obviously my name would be in there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He, like, wasn't up to the standards of gold, so maybe he wasn't up to the standard of his own name on the saloon. He was like, Lambert's Saloon is so last year, so. He's like, since no one has anointed me as a saint yet. (laughs) Right. M's Empire. I'm trying to think of a good name. M-Pire. 
Yeah, M. Okay. There you M- go. Pyre. Pyre. You got it. Yep. You're there. I'm there. Um, so anyway, they could, this seems to be the exact same sentence I say every fucking time I'm describing the history of a hotel. Give it to me. It was considered to be one of the most elegant, luxurious hotels west of the Mississippi. (laughs) How many of those are there? I I feel like it's kind of like how in all those commercials, they all say, we're the best. Like, you know, like in Elf, it's like world's best coffee. Good good for you. Congratulates everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every single hotel in the 1800s thought it was the only one. The most luxurious. So even if it was a piece of crap, it was still the most luxurious west of the Mississippi because nobody had ever been more than five miles from that hotel. So they had no idea. (laughs) Um, anyway, so it became a very popular saloon, as they all seem to. Mm-hmm. And before long, the hotel was filling up with really famous people that were out in the Old West, like Jesse James, <gasps> um, stayed there a lot. He always stayed in room 14. Oh. And when he would, like, sign, like, check-in, he would always use the name R.H. Howard, which was his, like, AKA. Whoa, that's pretty badass. So, um, Buffalo Bill was also there. <gasps> Annie Oakley was there. <gasps> Um, She's my hero, by the way. Oh, neat. Love her. Well, she used to rehearse for the Wild West show there. Um, Wyatt Earp. Mm, um, I know Wyatt Earp. He was, stay- he was staying there at um, the St. James on his way to Tombstone, which sounds like another place we should cover. Nobody should go there. And that's where he became friends with Doc Holliday. And Zane Gray penned fighting caravans while staying in the hotel, and Governor Lou Wallace wrote part of Ben-Hur there. What the actual hell? Um, other famous guests were Doc Holliday, Billy the Kid, Bat Masterson, Kit Carson, and Bob Ford, who killed Jesse James. Holy crap. So, since it was just covered in violent cowboys, at <laughs> least 26 men were killed in gunfights at the hotel. Oh my god. No big deal. <laughs> They they tried I, to bury that that lead, but I know. but also here we are. But my favorite is that back then that was luxurious. Now if twenty six people were killed in a hotel, <laughs> it's called the Cecil Hotel, and they're like, don't go it's in like, there. Actually, it's called the Stay on Main. Yeah, no, right. Don't tell <laughs> actually, us. Actually, we have name. to totally rebrand for the ninth time in a row. <laughs> so um, anyway, the St. James, uh, well, the ceiling. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm. Here's my favorite fun fact of this story. Oh my! So when Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, built this saloon slash hotel. He knew that it was there was going to be a lot of violent cowboys walking in. Also pompous of him to think that he's good enough. We've already determined be- that Henry is so full of himself. I know gold it. is not good enough. <laughs> and so uh, he knew that a lot of like bad guys would be coming in. So when he built uh, the saloon, he added three feet of hard wood above the tin ceilings because he knew that bullets would be shooting left and right and he didn't want the bullets to go through the ceiling and go through the floor of the upstairs and shoot people (gasps) that is crazy he intentionally like doubled up the floor so that people upstairs sleeping wouldn't get shot by accident (laughs) just like also why are you fucking sleeping there if that's even a possibility like why would you sleep on that floor i would sleep like four floors up i would sleep in a different county oh yeah i would not be there (laughs) at all that's a good point okay (laughs) yeah your your childhood and my childhood were very different. We were like, oh, I'm getting shot like four floors up. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I'm like, just put a couple of feet in between. Me. <laughs> my I'll mind, sleep just fine. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I need two states <laughs> between us. Um, okay, so over time, mining and ranching became less popular jobs in the town's population declined, just like every other story about the hotels. I don't even know why I do the history anymore. I feel like the next time I say hotel, we should all just copy and paste my script yes and just be like like, it was the most luxurious of its time in the west of the mississippi and then one day it declined because of railroads you know how like the trains took out a lot of people bing bam boom let's just all remember that from now on okay remember it um so it fell into disrepair as they all do and was passed from owner to owner as they all are until the mid 1980s where it was 1980s i know oh wow long time we jumped forward oh we we sped through time (laughs) it's very uh my my dad wrote a porno of like oh we're in the 1980s now <laughs> my favorite is when he goes oh no it was a different paragraph it was a new paragraph they're like wait we're in a different week and he's like yeah it was a new paragraph like that denotes like a total skip in time i like where they're like what the fuck do you mean like, that was a time lapse <laughs> um Good so times. anyway in the 1980s you remember those sure yes uh they this the hotel was purchased and restored to its original state mm-hmm 
Um, almost all of the furniture is original. Just like every fucking story. I don't know why I do this. Is this my old notes? I think I just read on top of Oh my notes. god, what if these were Can just like a different... Yeah. I'm not. I swear I use a different Word document every time. <laughs> but like, also, I wouldn't be surprised if someone wanted to claim that I do that. I mean, the way you fold them up in a little piece of paper and put them in your pocket, I would never know if it's a new... <laughs> like, it looks all the same. That's true. It all looks like a mess. Um, but anyway, so all the furniture is original, all the way from the antique chandeliers to the beds and dressers in the guest rooms. They're all from the old West. That's pretty cool. When people slept in them. So like room 14 bed, like Jesse James slept in that shit. Oh, ew. That's a little gross. So staying there today is quote eerily similar to staying there in the wild West days. (gasps) It's so originally stored and so meant to look like it did during the wild West for you to feel like you're part of that world. That it's not at all a modern hotel, oh my which God. means there's no phones, no radios, no televisions, Still? no air conditioning. The hell? In New Mexico. Why does anybody... I, I, why would you pay to be there? I want to go there for a minute and then leave. It's very much... I, yeah, I want to look around and be like, oh, then, and then go to lunch. Um, take me to the Ritz-Carlton now. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, we got to get to the Marriott. <laughs> sure, I'll take the Marriott. It's fine. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, hotel? Um... No. Oh, I do. What's yours? The W. Oh. Oh, I love the W. So Very the cheesy. W like here in LA? I mean, it's like more than just... Is it a chain? Yeah. Oh. It's the Westin, but spruced the fuck oh, up. Oh, because Alexander's boss, old boss used to live there. <gasps> I'm not going to name Oh, names. I would absolutely live at, at the W. I mean, yeah, but he's also me- multimillionaire. Yeah, you have to be able to yeah. stay there. It's such a nice... Oh, my God. His apartment was... Yeah, I imagine. Bananas. Guys, if you've never been in a Weston, or no, I'm sorry, not a Weston. Ugh. Oh my gosh. Oh, how dare I'm sorry. You. I sound like Henry right now. But if you have <laughs> you not, like if you have not stayed in a W, you are not living your best life. Listen, how, I've never stayed in a W. You're not living your best life. Clearly, one day we'll be so rich and powerful that we'll live in a Weston. So not a Weston. Damn it. We'll live in a Weston. No, we won't. Um, we'll live in a W. We'll visit um, the Weston and just laugh at people. just solidified our fate that someday we're going to live in a Weston <laughs> uh, specially At least I'm not motel. saying like a Motel 8 or like a oh, Ramada. Oh, that's what it's called. Ramada Did Inn. you know my mom is banned from Ramadas? I did. And also, did you know people always call my mom Ramada? And they go, oh, like the hotel because her name's Renata. <laughs> so when you tell me that, I'm like, oh, our moms are like Kind of related. Similar. Yeah. Interesting. My mom will probably be banned from knowing your mom too. So it's it's a full circle. <laughs> And probably call her Ramada, so it's like... Oh, my, absolutely. My mother will call her Ramada. Um, so, so back to Henry. Sure. Uh, the hotel fell into disrepair in the 1980s. Oh, yes. We time-traveled. In the 1980s, it was purchased and restored, and it has no television. Disgusting. Ugh. Foul. It reminds me of that episode of Friends when Joey's like, you don't have a TV. What the fuck do you point all your furniture at? That's <laughs> how I feel about this hotel. It's like, where does everything go? Literally, um, how do you... Function. So in 1881, Henry was playing cards with some men. This is where the spooky shit starts happening. Get oh ready, my, guys. Oh my. Everyone tune in. Get ready. In 1881. Oh, because we, we've gone back in time now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 100 years. Okay. I'm sorry. My name is Rocky Flintstone and uh, I just don't know what I'm doing. I have whiplash. A uh, <laughs> hundred years worth of whiplash. Mm. Anyway, I think, I think it was just important. It was very stressful for me to see that there isn't a television in this hotel, and so I needed to, like, report it before I forgot to. You were like... I was like, anyway, back to 1881. (laughs) Hold the non-existent phones. Back to four years before Marty McFly gets there in the third sequel. Right, sure. So, um, Henry was playing cards Mm -hmm. with some men in the card room, because of of course there was one. Right, right, right. And he was so confident in his hand that he bet the hotel. He's such a dumbass. Maybe Henry didn't even want the hotel at this point. He was like, it's old. It's not good enough. So a guest of the hotel named TJ Wright, um, he also felt very confident in his hand and agreed to the bet. And he won. Wait, what was he betting? Like, he was like, oh, you think that your hand is good enough and you're betting the hotel? I'll take that bet. Yeah, but like, was he like saying, and if I, if you win, like, what did he get from him? Oh, I have no idea. Who knows? Pride taken away? I don't know. So anyway, he won and essentially got the hotel. Jesus. He went upstairs to his room because he was a guest there. So he <laughs> went upstairs. Not like he was like, was like, now I own the place. <laughs> this is my room. This is my domain now. <laughs> he went upstairs to his room that he was staying in and, to go to bed. And while he was walking down the hall to his room, he turned the corner and was shot from behind. Sure, of course. 
he I, I just feel like in those days like don't you know someone's gonna shoot you if you like win their hotel <laughs> like this happened i feel like if i first of all i would never thank god i'm not a lucky person because if i <laughs> if i want anything from anyone i would just assume they're gonna kill me i'd be like oh no here we are no have it back please it's like are you lucky at that point no no like honestly you're luckier to not be lucky and not have to be in that situation poor tj so poor tj he didn't poor tj he did not die right away so he stumbled into his room which was room 18 fun fact oh no shut the door and slowly bled to death (gasps) while waiting for help but nobody came because the owner shot him so or well so they think except he wasn't the owner anymore because tj was the owner and there it is or was did he ever really lose the hotel if he shot him right away let's not get philosophical all right let's just avoid that what do you mean that's what this podcast is all about? oh right yeah it's uh, yeah for all the philosophy majors out there welcome to your test just listen to us for an hour and try not to rip your hair out so (laughs) try to explain what's happening (laughs) because explain to us because we don't know and then you'll solve everything (laughs) the meaning of life so uh he stumbled to his room and died and room 18 is now considered the most haunted room in the hotel nobody is allowed to enter the room and it is padlocked at all times (gasps) no one's allowed to enter it Mm -hmm. and there's a padlock on the front door you can see it locked what do you mean they just like do they they're like no nobody can or anything Mm -mm. oh my god staff says when any whenever anyone goes into that room something bad happens in the hotel so that could be like a fire or um a a robbery i don't know they didn't give me a list (laughs) tell me more or like i don't know like you cook something in the microwave and it comes out cold in the middle so like <laughs> wait no way that sounds seriously i would never want anyone in that no, room fuck that um uh rumor has it that the reason they won't let people stay there is because there's actually been a more than average number of mysterious deaths happening in that room Wait, what? In, like, seriously? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, before they locked it up, a lot of people were staying there and just dying for no reason. Okay, that's worse than just, like, the microwave. Is it? <laughs> First of all, there's no way they have microwaves there if oh, they right, don't okay, have a right. fucking telephone, but... <laughs> okay, that's a good point. That's be Obviously, so then that's not even in the in the running, then. Okay, so people are dying is top people of the list now. Left and right. Okay. So then they were like, okay, we gotta, like, tone the shit down and we're just gonna padlock it. If we if nobody can get in there, no one can die mysteriously, and so sure, so far it's working. Seems seems logical. Um, there basically there wasn't a strict like record at the time of people staying at the hotel or people dying in the hotel because back in the eighteen eighties it's like well everyone's dying right so why why write it down everyone's <laughs> dying everyone's getting shot by cowboys i mean 26 of them died in the hotel but at some point you just got to be like why even write it down like where we just need to find a place to put it's them. like i have a hand cramp <laughs> too many people <laughs> so since there wasn't like it wasn't like a priority of the time there's no record of tj's death in the hotel but there's proof that tj Wright existed because he was born in new mexico at in the year that he said he was born and one of the original guest registries that they found during the restoration in the 80s, the 1980s, um, it's they found like an old registry and it said that TJ Wright was staying there for three nights on the night that he supposedly died. In room 18? It didn't, I don't know. Oh, that's so creepy. But so like there's proof that he was, he was there. there. Yeah. And he never left. So... <laughs> Good one. Wild ride over here. Wild ride for one. (laughs) For one and only one. Party of one. So employees of the hotel advise all of the guests to avoid that area while traveling through the floor. So like if they want to get to their room to take a different route than like crossing the room. Why would you go there? One former owner of the hotel even says that someone pushed her down the stairs while she was trying to get into the room to clean it. Um, while other witnesses say that they have seen a ball of orange light floating out of the room and others have seen like if the door was open like i guess sometimes staff has to get in there they have seen the chandelier in there swinging so crazy that it's flipping itself over um those who have sensed him say that he's incredibly unfriendly very angry and wants to be left alone and they assume he's very angry because he died instead of winning a hotel I mean, I would be fucking angry, too. Mm-hmm. And then no one helps you and you bleed out in your room. But that's kind of sad that you didn't even win the hotel and now you're just going to, like, hang out there. It's like in the afterlife, he's like, well, then I'm just going to stay for as long as I want, like, just to 
to get his. Yeah, but he was also like violently murdered and no one came to his rescue. I feel like I'd be like bitter. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, like if I were to die and be a ghost and God was like, okay, do you want to like be an angry, bitter ghost or like a happy one? I'd be like, well, I mean, I still got a lot of shit to, to be mad about. I would just go haunt everyone. I I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. So I'm on his side. Oh. Okay. I would haunt you is what I'm is the moral of this. Oh. If I go first, like I'm gonna haunt the shit out of you. I mean I thought that was already agreed upon, but it's fine. Alright. I mean I'll just like I'll be a friendly haunt though. Like I'll make sure the wine always stays filled. Wait, really? No. If you die tonight, that's why. Because I'm Oh not. nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, because that's the only bottle of wine you have and you don't want to go shopping for more? I thought that was funny and then I said it out loud and I was like, <laughs> that's horrible. I don't mean it. Aw. Please be safe. Don't <laughs> please don't oh my die. gosh guys guys oh my we're having a moment oh my. please leave us alone we're having a moment oh wait nope don't leave us alone <laughs> come back like, god come damn back. it i don't want to be alone shopping for humans is hard but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to bark every month they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled at bark they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month Whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com slash drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Oh, I'm trying to get through this story, man. I'm sorry. I'm not helping. (laughs) So employees avoid the room at all costs and avoid it so much so that it has not been renovated in decades. The only things in there are a table, playing cards, a shot glass, and an empty bottle of Jack Daniels. Ew. And a chandelier. And a chandelier. This is the creepiest room ever. I'm picturing I wonder how old the bottle of Jack Daniels is. But it's apparently just like bare, bare bones because they don't even want to go in there and touch stuff. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, why would they put stuff in there, you know? I think in case it like the door opens, it looks relatively decorated. Oh, maybe. But like, well, yeah, you wouldn't want to take anything out either. You're like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with it. So anyway, it's just they try to avoid that room at all times. So Henry's wife, Mary, lived in the hotel with him. Also, like gave birth to their kids there. Two of their kids died there. Ooh. And then she also died there in 1926. <laughs> oh, so we're just time traveling again. Sorry. So Listen, I'm into it. Uh, I'm just keeping you on your toes. As usual. So staff call her the protector, because apparently she haunts the place as well, but she watches out for people. And they will smell rose perfume, and she has appeared to people as a full-bodied white apparition. So just like a white light in the shape of a human. Oh, wow. Um, If you are staying in her room, which is 17, which is right next to room 18. Oh, my God. It's like good versus evil. I was about to say, battle. Um. If you leave the window open while you're sleeping, she will start tapping on the glass because she wants you to close it. And then if you ignore it, it'll start turning into banging on the glass until you can see see the glass vibrating. I mean, I feel like, okay, maybe she's a protector spirit, but that would scare the absolute shit out of me. (laughs) Or she's just like crazy anal. She's like, excuse me? Close the fucking window. She's like, my OCD will not let me pass to the afterlife. Can you imagine if you still have OCD after you die? That sounds horrible. That's, That's its own curse. So, anyway, she'll tap slash beat on the glass until you actually close it. Wonderful. Also, her two-and-a-half-year-old son, Johnny, died there from fatal burns of hot oil to his body. Oh, my God. What? He, like, was running around, and <gasps> um, one of the servers had a bunch of no, fried foods. No, 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 And it no, fell on him. That's so sad. Guests have... Guests and staff, sorry, have seen him running around the hallways, <sighs> playing in the hotel, and getting into mischief. One bartender saw him in a long white gown spinning a bottle while sitting at the bar. A two and a half year old, by the way. <laughs> Sounds like your child. He's like, listen, I do I have stories to tell. Listen, or the what? reason I'm spinning this bottle is because I chugged it first. <laughs> 
Who wants a if kiss? If these walls could talk, man. <laughs> so anyway, the, Poor Johnny. the bartender saw him sitting at the bar by himself because the two-year-old really needed a drink. He somehow climbed onto a bar stool. And okay. he was like, I'll have what she's having. Yikes. And thinking he was a guest. <laughs> thinking the two-year-old was a guest? <laughs> well, like, I guess assuming it was like a guest's kid. Oh, okay. Um, Said, hey, why don't you go find your parents and go back up to your room? When he, uh, Johnny looked up at him, half of his face was horribly <gasps> scarred with burns. No. And he jumped off the stool and disappeared into the floor. Do you have any idea how much that would scar me? Like, I would quit that job immediately. Yeah, that's I mean, terrifying. I mean, like all of a sudden he looks up at you. No. He's got horrible scars, and then he like literally dives into the floor. Just even the notion when people say like a ghost looks them in the eye, like it knows you're there. Yeah, that scares. You could be the prettiest ghost in the world if you look me in the eyes. We, I don't like it. I'm done though. So they're <laughs> also could be the pretty. <laughs> hey, pretty lady ghosts, you heard it here first. There are also two little girl ghosts who died of diphtheria in the Aww. late 1800s. Diphtheria? Yeah. It's one of those, like, Oregon Trail diseases. Well, I know that, because I, I died to that a lot when I played Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh, so really? I, oh, you died of dysentery, and I was like, probably. I always drowned when I was trying to fix the wagon. It was always dysentery or diphtheria. <laughs> or cholera. I never died of cholera. Oh, I always died of I cholera. I regularly died of dysentery. That was probably 90% dysentery of my deaths. Dysentery, was, everyone died of that. It's just horrible. Diphtheria, I think, is like a virus. All right. I'll believe you. I don't know. I made that up. Okay. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because we're best friends. <laughs> and we trust If one of us is stupid, then both of us are. <laughs> so um, both of the little girl ghosts are polite and well-behaved, and that has been determined because they have been heard saying, thank you, mister, and that's not funny, Johnny. <gasps> Anytime Johnny does something mischievous, you'll oh hear a little God. girl say that. When Johnny looks people in the eye and then burns into the when he, floor. When, she, when he dives into the ground. Have just burned. melts into the hardwood floor. No. I dropped my notes. Oh, my God. That's not funny, Johnny. Oh, God. Anyway, as one of the perks at this hotel, if you are an employee there, you get to live there. Oh, yay. That's Thank you. actual fuck. What a great benefit. You don't get a phone. You don't get internet. You don't get a TV. There's... You oh, get fucking... I was like, yeah, you can live here for free with no amenities and no fun. And also like, a lot of fucking ghosts. Demons are just always... With no you. big deal. So one employee, her name was Lyle. I'm just going to nod. Okay. Lyle started working there and moved into the room directly across from the Mary Lambert room, mm. who was the protector and watchover people. Mm-hmm. So it was right across from 17, which means it was right next to room 18. Oh, shit. So right away, she was like in the crossfire between like... Good and evil. Good and evil. She immediately started having problems sleeping and would wake up several times at night for no reason at all. Like, no noises were waking her up. She Ugh. would just wake up. In the dark and there's no fucking... And there's no TV to distract you? You can't just, like, play the radio or TV. Uh-uh. Nope. uh-uh. She can't, like, listen to our podcast to get through it? <laughs> God. What, that sounds like a, a dream slash nightmare. Can you imagine a world without people being able to listen to our podcast? It sounds a lot like what the world was like in january 2017 sounds like a pretty hellish time for everyone uh so right away she started having sleeping problems and would wake up several times a night for no reason at all and paranormal investigators regularly toured the hotel and so when she found out when they were coming in she found a psychic working with them and was like you have to check out my room because i don't know what's going on but i can't sleep anymore and Without being given any info, the psychic told her that someone named TJ was trying to possess her. No. And someone named Mary was stopping him. No. Okay. So she was literally in the crossfire. I just got chills. She was being a pawn in their game. So So Mary's like sticking around to stop TJ. That's so fucked up, dude. Yeah. So she was right across the street from someone taking care of her and next to someone trying to possess her. This is horrifying. Like in her sleep. I can't. So... She was like, oh, well, I still want to stay in the room because Lyle apparently is an idiot. Lyle. And the psychic was like, mm, no, move. And so she moved into a different room and as of that night, doesn't wake up in the middle of the night anymore. They need to shut this place down. But apparently she kept waking up because she was like spiritually like getting disturbed. There was fucking spiritual warfare happening. Yeah, right over her. Uh, right through her. Yikes. So there's another spirit there. This is the last spirit, I think. Um... 
and he is a mischievous gnome-like man <laughs> named the Little Imp. <laughs> I left him for last because I thought you'd enjoy that. Merry friends, miss. <laughs> he likes to play tricks on the living, especially annoying new employees. He once appeared on a bar stool and laughed at the young man uh, that was working because he had to clean up the dining room. <laughs> like, just like showed up and was like, ha ha ha, and just teased him and then popped away. I like how the two year old is just like sitting at the bar drinking. Like, he's lived like a century's yeah. worth of wisdom. And, and the then full grown, like, weird imp man is like acting like a two year old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like how that was your takeaway from any of this. I just keep picturing that creepy two year old with a white gown drinking or whatever he really does like put on such a somber appearance of sitting sadly at a bar and then this little imp just pops up (laughs) what's his name the little imp all right so um anyway this little imp he also has taken a steak knife and stuck it into the floor between two owners of the hotel while they were arguing Oh like, my. the little imp was like, if you want to get crazy, we can get fucking crazy. He's <laughs> like, I am here. He's like, I'm ready for this kind of mischief. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> He's like, I sense tension and I'm here to bring it to a full <laughs> throttle. I'm here to introduce weapons. Zero to 60, the little imp. <laughs> oh my God. So. Is he a human I, that died? I don't know. Oh my God. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, he also makes lampshades and glasses crack all by themselves Mm-mm. and objects disappear and reappear in other places. We all know that. Yes. Um, many of his tricks are followed by an eerie chuckle whispered into your ear. <gasps> oh God. I he don't... sounds like a troll under a bridge. Yeah. He sounds like you have to like, Ooh, answer my riddles three to cross yes! the bridge. Like, <laughs> yes. Anyway. And like, it's... you imagine if a ghost just popped up one day and was like, answer my riddles three and I'll disappear. And I'm like, oh, okay. We would fail immediately. I feel like I, I just want to answer them right the first time. So you go. But that's, that's the true torture too. It's like, if you're not good at riddles, he's just going to keep haunting that. That knife is just going to come straight. What if instead eyeballs? of exorcists, we just tried answering riddles and just saw what happened? What's wrong with you? We would never succeed at anything. Yeah. We should just call the exorcist. Yeah. So, uh, two girls were staying at the hotel together and uh one of the girls went to go take a shower and the whole time she was in the shower the door to the bathroom kept opening and then slamming shut followed by a laugh okay this guy is becoming less fun and like more and more creepy (laughs) and so the little girl or not the little girl well that'd be even creepier um so the girl kept telling her friend to quit but it happened every couple minutes where the door would slowly open and then slam shut and then you'd hear a laugh so when she got out, she went to yell at her friend, but the friend wasn't there. No. And she found out later that her friend had been out the whole time at the pharmacy. So, um, in the hotel, you can also feel cold spots. You can smell cigar smoke. Guests and staff will regularly feel like they're being watched in a very evil way. Um, things constantly fall off the wall of shelves counters. Um, you hear a lot of laughter from either the little girls and or the little the imp. Man. The little <laughs> imp. Um, God, he sounds so much more harmless than he actually is. I know. The little imp or the creepy imp. Or like the creepy... Or the little pervert. Stalker pervert. So computers and phones at the front desk regularly break down and will only fix themselves after the spirits get scolded. (laughs) Okay. And it's like, little imp, you come down here. (laughs) Little imp, join your little geek squad and figure out (laughs) my computer. Or you're like... To your little Johnny, come up through the floor right now. <laughs> I need you to rise from the head from the floorboards. I saw you melt into the ground. <laughs> don't you make me come down there. <laughs> Cameras and video equipment often break or don't work correctly. A lot, a lot of times they'll shut down within an hour of being there. The dining room, which uh, was previously the saloon part of the hotel, still has its original mirrored bar. And many guests swear that when they're sitting there, they can see through the reflection of the mirrored bar, a cowboy sitting next to them Uh and they'll finally look up and nobody's there. Um, A previous owner said that every time she would turn off the lights before leaving, they would be on again before she even got to the parking lot. Like she'd get to her car and look into the window and they'd still be on. And it happened so often when she was the last one there. Mm Mm-mm. That eventually they just started leaving the lights on 24-7. So the electric bills probably were wild. Oh, I don't even... Yeah, except like, they don't have... Except they have... Maybe it breaks even. Don't have TVs, yeah. Um, psychics have identified at least seven constant spirits in the hotel, but there's also many passersby. What the fuck? And the show has been featured on A Current Affair, Ghost Adventures, and Unsolved Mysteries. The show? You mean the hotel? The hotel has been featured on shows 
including a current affair, ghost adventures, and unsolved mysteries. What's a current affair? I don't know. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Cody, whoever you are. What's your story? Do you want to know about um, Pedro Lopez, the monster of the Andes? Yeah. So I get emails from the lineup, which I don't know. Do you know the lineup? Yes. Okay. So it's this cool website. They have like a lot of creepy horror, like true crime and paranormal stuff. And they send kind of like a weekly newsletter. Mm -hmm. And so today I got this email and I was like, hmm, I wonder who the monster of the Andes is. And I was like, how on earth have I never heard about this person? Right. Have you heard about him? Mm -mm. All right. You're in for... A wild ride. An interesting time. Interesting time indeed. So this guy actually, uh, when they described him, they described him as one of the most prolific serial killers in the world that people have never heard of. So kind of makes sense. Why I haven't heard of him. Yeah, it would make sense. So let's start from the prequel. Love a good prequel. As Em would say. (laughs) Love a good prequel. Okay. So Pedro Lopez's father, uh, his name was Midardo Reyes. And he was a member of the Colombian Conservative Party during La Violencia, which was Colombia's civil war. So this was in the like early or the first half of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. So after an argument with his wife on December 28th, 1947, Reyes cheated on his wife with a sex worker named Benilda Lopez de Castaneda. And okay. then she got pregnant. Uh-oh. So she got pregnant with Pedro Lopez. Oh, okay. The subject of our story. I understand. Um, so three months into her pregnancy with Lopez on April 4th, 1948, uh, Pedro Lopez's father, Medardo Reyes, was defending a grocery store from a rebellious mob when he was shot and killed. So six months later, Pedro was born, uh, in Santa Isabel. His father had been killed. Right. And his mother was this sex worker that his dad had cheated on his wife with. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was born as the seventh of 13 children. Holy shit. So he was a polite child. Um, He wanted to be a teacher when he grew up, but he led a rough childhood. Um, He was obviously the son of a sex worker, and that was really hard for him. Uh, When he was eight years old, his mother caught him fondling his little sister. Uh Uh-oh. So she kicked him out of the house. At eight? At eight years old. It was 1957, and he ran away to Bogota, uh, where a stranger offered him a bed to sleep in because he was living on the street. And so he took the offer, but instead of taking him somewhere safe, the man took him to a deserted house and repeatedly raped him. Oh, shit. Eight years old. So when he was 12, um, he was taken in by an American family who had seen him living on the streets, and he was enrolled in a school for orphans. While there, he was sexually assaulted by a male teacher. God damn it. Yeah. So after two years at the school, he ran away. And by the time he was 18, he was making a living stealing cars and selling them to local chop shops. So he was arrested and jailed for car theft uh, when he was 18. And uh, he was in prison for seven years. And while he was in prison, he was gang raped by a group of men. Fuck. He just can't get a break. Um, And in response, he hunted down and killed each of the men with a homemade knife while he was still in jail. Wow. (laughs) So he went after each and every one and slit their throats jesus so after he was released from prison um lopez continued his violence streak he had basically gotten a thirst for blood and was like okay i enjoy this and instead of targeting men he started targeting young girls oh gosh so he was living in peru and he started luring young girls to remote areas where he would rape and murder them Um, What he would do is he would lure them away from marketplaces with the promise of giving them little gifts like mirrors and like fun little toys and trinkets. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, so he's like little, little girls. Little girls. Oh, my God. And he would uh, basically look for girls who looked like they could be taken advantage of, like they were Mm -hmm. from lower social status and that kind of thing. Um, a A direct quote from him. Uh, He said, I walked among the markets searching for a girl with a certain look on her face, a look of innocence and beauty. She would be a good girl, always working with her mother. I followed them sometimes for two or three days, waiting for the moment when she was left alone. So he'd basically stalk and prey on these little children. 
Um, so he would take them to these secret hideaways where he had already prepared graves for them. Fuck. Um, sometimes he even had bodies of earlier victims already in the graves. Oh. And he would... This is really, 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 really messed up. Um, he would basically lull them into a sense of security by cuddling with them. Like grooming them? No, not grooming them. No, just he would like literally just cuddle trick with them. them. Just trick them. Yeah, he would like hug them and like lay next to them and make them feel safe. And then he would rape and kill them. Always at sunrise, apparently. It's really, 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 really upsetting. Um... So he also said that he often followed and wanted to capture the blonde-haired children of visiting tourists, but he said he never got the chance because their parents were too watchful. So he had an easier time, like, targeting locals who's, Jeez. who were comfortable in the area and that kind of thing. Um, after dozens of murders, he was attempting to kidnap a nine-year-old girl when he was captured by members of a local indigenous tribe. So they planned... To execute him by burying him alive. Good. And before they could kill him, a Christian missionary intervened and convinced the tribe to hand Lopez over to Peruvian police. So Lopez he deserved would... to bury. <laughs> I know, right? So they were like, "Give him a fair trial, whatever." So Lopez was deported to Colombia because <clears throat> that's where he was from, but he wasn't charged. Of course, so it was all yeah. He lived in Colombia for a while, then moved to Ecuador, where he later said. I like the girls in Ecuador. They're more gentle and trusting, more innocent. Ugh. And at this point uh, in his life, he was killing about three girls a week on average. Jesus Christ. For how long? Um, you'll find out. Oh, my God. Um, so he continued this murder spree until uh, he was trying to uh, snatch 10-year-old Maria Paveda, but her mother saw lopez walking away hand in hand with her daughter oh shit and she went mama bear on him yeah started screaming an angry mob pounced on him and held him there until police arrived and they took him into custody and he wasn't cooperating when questioned so to solve the problem they sent an undercover detective into the jail with him and his name was pastor gonzalez and one article i read not gonna name names what sources was but they mistakenly i believe called him a pastor because his name was pastor oh no <laughs> he wasn't a pastor because uh. i was reading it and i was like he was a detective and a pastor like i was just so confused okay. maybe he'll meet a, a pastor named detective get out of here <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> pastor detective Anyway, so this guy named Detective Gonzalez went undercover posing as an inmate. And this is how he described his time uh, basically rooming with... What's his last name? Oh, with Lopez. With Pastor Detective? <laughs> no. Okay, so this is, how he is, this is how he described it. He said, For 27 days, I hardly slept, afraid I'd be strangled in my sleep. But I tricked Lopez into confessing by pretending I was a rapist, too. He boasted to me of murder after murder in Ecuador, Colombia, and Peru. It was beyond my wildest nightmares. He told me everything. Jeez. So that's how they got their confession. Can you imagine your job being you have to no. go undercover in a very, very, very violent prison? He literally was afraid for his life for an entire month. Yeah, I would be too. Especially because this guy killed... There was some show forever ago. It's like only clips of it are on YouTube now where guys were voluntarily and women too but people are volunteering to go into the prison system just to see like what it was like and see like what I, I forget what the show was but i remember there being a guy who was like he was a marine and was like at least i can handle myself when i'm in there and only like 48 hours in, he was like this is yeah so he confessed to this other guy the detective who also had to pretend to be a rapist just to get the confession. Yeah. Um, he confessed to over 300 murders <laughs> in various countries. And police didn't believe him. They were like, that's insane. But then a flash flood unearthed a mass grave with dozens of his victims in it. That was God shaking the world, being like, <laughs> it's yes. true. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Um, Pastor Pastor was like, he was like, God, I knew it. Show him. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he was charged with 110 murders in Ecuador alone. And in 1981, he was sentenced to the maximum sentence in the country at the time, which was 16 years. <laughs> oh, my God. Police said Lopez could have been charged with 350 or more murders uh, of missing girls, but the trials would have been all across various countries, and it was just too complex and costly to like get the legal systems in, in place for that. So it was Colombia, Peru, Peru Ecuador, they think like he could have been responsible for 350 or more murders. So, 16 years. Nothing. Yeah. Um, after serving 14 of the 16 years, he was released and deported back to Colombia because after being released, he, I guess, was re-arrested like a day later for being an illegal immigrant. So they like found a way to... Oh, they found a loophole? ...re-arrest him. Yeah. So they extradited him back to Colombia. Um, and that was in August of 1994. And he was declared insane and sent to a mental institution. Four years later in 1998, he was declared sane and he was released for good behavior on $50 bail. Okay. Um, um, in an interview from his prison cell, he described himself as the man of the century and said oh, he... right. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too also. Right. Okay. Hi. Fine. And said he was being released for good behavior. Uh, after he was released, so this was only four years in, he visited his elderly mother and she said that he asked for his inheritance and then upon being informed of her poverty, sold her only bed and only chair to people on the street. Hmm. Then vanished. Um, because there was a 2002 murder that he was being connected to. So there was talk Jeez. of connecting him with like so he fled again. another murder that had happened. Um, so he peaced out. Um, and to this day, no one knows where he is. Jeez. He's gone. He peaced the fuck out and he's gone. Um, so police said Lopez could have been charged with 350 murders um at that time now it's probably even more yeah and that was in the 90s so who knows what's happened then and the people that were interviewed about who were connected to the victims to his victims said like lord help anybody who's near like this guy path, yeah mm -hmm. um the mother of the young girl who was almost taken who started yeah. screaming yeah. uh she said he won't live long it will be a kindness to the world for someone to murder this fiend. The monster of the Andes won't last long on the outside. So nobody knows where he is or like there's varying reports. Some say like, oh, he was arrested in this country, but there's no proof of that. And other people say, no, he like fled to a different Crazy. continent. Like nobody knows where the hell he is. That's terrifying. But he's not very old. So yeah, how old would he be right now? Well, he was born in... <laughs> well he's pretty old he's like in his he's probably 70 69 Still, 70 like some, not old there's enough some where, sprightly 70 year olds yeah and it's not enough where you'd like assume he's dead you know yeah so that's the story of the monster of the andes Jeez. 350 people oh my uh, to date and that's like, as far as we know and that's like a prediction like you know, but he was literally charged with 110 murders just in Ecuador alone of young girls, just only You know what's girls. creepier, too, is that now that he's older, if he's still out there doing this, now he's got, like, the grandpa persona to play off of. Oh. So, like, he can go up to young girls and they just think, oh, this is a kind old man. Because that's even creepier. So, totally. It really is upsetting that he hasn't been found. So. Oh, well, we can all sleep easy tonight, at yeah, least. lock your damn doors. All right. That's the story of the monster of the Andes, Pedro Lopez. What Thank a, you. What a mofo. For that gift. You're welcome. Thank you for your gift of Henry St. James. That's what I'm calling him now. All, all right. <laughs> and the Lord Baron, Land Baron. Yeah, what the hell happened to him? I wanted more about him. Yeah. Don't we all? I don't know. I, I, I like to presume he lived a long life. I miss a him. A long, hearty life. I miss him already. I'll let him know. Um... Thanks for that. That was fun. Yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that we need to say? Listen, guys. Love your neighbor. Oh. Be good to one another. 
Okay. Spay and neuter your animals. <laughs> yeah, spay and neuter your pets. Listen to Bob Barker. <laughs> don't fret. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs and don't fret. Unless it's, unless it's weed. Unless it's marijuana and you are a responsible adult. Or alcohol. If, you know, I feel like that'd be Christine's first asterisk and footnote on that. Caffeine is also a drug. That's true. Tell the soda and coffee drinkers. Do caffeine. Unless it's soda, that's not good for you. Okay. Do coffee. Coffee and tea. Do coffee in the morning, red wine at night. Mm -hmm. Throw some ice cream in there. Do what I do. Oh. Be me. Oh. And you'll be fine. Get a two liter bottle of wine meant for a party and drink it yourself. But don't get it yourself. Make your oh, friend do it. Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, thank you guys. You can find our social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our website at and that's why we drink.com. You can find our shop at and that's why we drink.bigcartel.com. You can find our Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also find our email at and that's why we drink at gmail.com where you can write in your listener stories we put them out every first of the month and we are reading them we're behind but we're reading them i promise we're behind but we're also not as behind as we have been we're catching up but we're still getting those ones that are like did you get my email and i'm like they're coming we're coming We're, we're at least going to respond to you eventually we care about you um I think that's it. That's it. And also, come meet us in Nashville in May. Yeah. Come to CrimeCon. But also, don't commit to it yet until January 1st when we have <laughs> yeah. a promo code. So, like, just think just about like, it. Put it yeah. on your own vision boards. Put it on your mantle. Put it on your mantle. Put it in your brain and your dream journal and be like, this is my thought, but I haven't committed yet. Also, I don't know if this is something they can do, but you guys should write into the Webbies and tell them to nominate us. Oh, yeah. Also, that's a thing. We, we are... We have been invited to the Webbies. Yes. We have not been nominated for anything yet. And I don't know if uh, maybe them bombarding the Webbies judges would be bad for us. But yeah. it might also be good for oh, us. Who knows? Just put it on your vision Half board. Half of you agree to write into the Webbies. Some of you do. Some of you don't. Some of you just dream about just, it. Just put out the energy. Put out the vibes. Put out the vibes. Hopefully they'll catch them. Vibe it in there. Mm-hmm. They'll catch it in their web. Get it? God. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> And in, in their World Wide Web. <laughs> Come on. You can't say it's stupid and then make your own joke. Um, also, this comes out on the sixth, on the 17th. I don't know. Which sure. means the next one that comes out will be Christmas Eve. <gasps> oh, my God. Or the Germans call it Christmas. Oh, all right. It's sure. my Christmas. Well, until we... That's... Wow. We got to figure that shit out okay <laughs> we'll be there guys well, you'll you'll hear something from us we don't know what it'll be but it might be a long distance skype conversation merry christmas eve who knows eve if you are jewish happy hanukkah it is hanukkah yes it is hanukkah mm-hmm. happy currently is the third day of hanukkah happy third day of hanukkah but when you hear this it'll be the fifth day of oh my god I sixth, sixth day? day sixth day of hanukkah god shabbat shalom shabbat shalom don't anyway schwitz around you know cuts around <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm schwitzing like usual nope <laughs> god all right anyway guys um thank you and that's why we drink and that's what this is literally the reason and that's why we drink and that's why we drink. bye clink shabbat shalom in the home Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com.